aka Kolioko Ono, aka Full Metal Smacker Chick, and welcome to Outlaw Bars, where we talk about everything great and not so great in the world of anime. As always, I have with me... Hey friends, it's me, Shopei, Trevor Belmont's baby moms. Hey everyone, it's Tam. I think this week I'm gonna be Guts's baby mom. Cause I feel like he yikes. Needs, yeah, I know. Cause that that's a asking lot, for a lot of trouble. Woo. But Bay Bay needs love this week, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be team guts. He needs a faith healer, is what he oh, needs, and a praying grandmother. All the olive oil that Goya can can can, can give <laughs> us. Anointing oil. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Don't act like my church was the only one using that bottle of Goya olive oil. <laughs> Are you? Of bad. course. West African churches, Pentecostal Nigerians, we love that shit. <laughs> Alrighty, so if you haven't already figured it out, we are going to be talking about Berserk. Specifically, that very special third movie um, that we all watched <laughs> for Outlaw Views <laughs> last week. Um, so um, we're going to start off with the question that we got from um, Shaka Shere Khan last week. I'm going to repeat it just in case you don't remember. Hey, ladies, once again, I love the show and I'm so happy I get to listen to three insightful and talented black women talk about anime. So I watched Berserk during Outlaw Views on Saturday, but I went a little overboard. I wanted to get caught up, so I watched the first season of the anime, not realizing it took place after the movies. Then watched the first movie, then watched the second movie while you guys were live tweeting it. Anyway, I continued and watched the third Berserk movie. Without giving away too much, a character there does some pretty fucked up shit. That's an like really fucked like up now, shit. Now, and like, that's an understatement. Whoa! When she says she she called it like mildly spoilery in the in the email, like ma'am, you didn't tell no. us shit. You didn't give us any because type like of the warning. the whole like, where the is first the love two arcs like. <laughs> pretty fucked up shit happens anyway so i was just thinking hey we're gonna be consistently along the lines of just average fucked up shit and then huh okay <laughs> and let's all like really really fucked up shit is like you forget your friend's birthday or you know you abandon your squad because you just want to go do your own thing this is not that okay like what the person in question did is way past just some ordinary niggas beefing fucked up kind of shit. Like he didn't use like all of your body scrub or something. He did something else, like something way past like the normal limit for what friendship is supposed to be. And I still don't fucking understand what I saw. Okay. So, um, 
there are quite a few of you um, who have seen Berserk, who watched it with us, who knew it was coming ahead of time and were kind enough not to spoil, which I greatly appreciate because I probably would have crushed you out for spoiling. Um, but nonetheless, if you haven't seen the third Berserk movie, which is on Netflix, um, prepare to be spoiled because this is a spoiler ridden zone. So we start off with the band of Hawk on the run. Guts is long gone because he left at the end of movie two. Um, Griffith is still trapped in that damn dungeon by um, Charlotte, who is the princess, her father, because Griffith deflowered the princess and the king actually wanted to be the one to deflower her. And I'm still not over that. It still doesn't make Right. And so, so there, so there it was like, okay, that was fucked up. Right. That to me was like, wow, that's some nasty fucked up shit. Then the little torture scene. Wow. That's some fucked up shit. And then, hmm. Again. Hmm. And Hmm. then, and then. So, (laughs) So we find out that, Griffith has been basically in that dungeon being tortured for a year straight. Um, They allegedly, uh, what was it, cut the tendons in his hands and in his feet so he couldn't escape. He's been flayed. Um, And was it just me or did that little torture guy imply that he may have been fucking I, I wouldn't I, would, I, I wouldn't because he said because he said that they've been together like husband and wife like they were close like husband yeah, and wife yeah I wouldn't put it past means- anything that happens in that fucking series so I, I'm assuming that he did give Griffith some prison house treatment and he was like, like I don't he was like ready to like basically like jizz himself. He was so excited talking about all the terrible things he fucking did to Griffin. Like he had a little piece of his tongue on a necklace. Like <laughs> this little Quasimodo face ass nigga was really getting his rocks off on doing all this like terrible, like just vile stuff to Griffin. Like because he had consensual sex with like a, a girl. Like what the fuck is wrong with y'all? I don't know. I can't call it. Um, um, says so much went on, and there was like those wonky flashbacks. I'm not gonna call them wonky, like those flashbacks that Griffith was having with from when he was little, and he was looking up at the castle and like wishing that he could be there. And I guess at some point you can call it, you know, an indictment of you know, of war and how you know you can't conquer without you know trampling on the little people. Yeah, I get it, but none of that has to do with any of the bullshit that Griffith did. Like none whatsoever. Like we can even talk about the treatment of Casca. Like she's been there leading those sorry ass men for a year, keeping them alive and whatnot. And as soon as someone taller with a penis shows up, all of a sudden they forget all the work that she's done. They were a band. Fuck the band of the Hawk. They really are a band of disloyal hoochies. All of them. Every single last fucking one of them. Okay. Casca is hiding out in the woods, fighting niggas for you, and then Gut shows up out of nowhere like a goddamn deadbeat dad. And all of these dudes are like, yeah, our nigga Guts is back. Finally, we're together. Who the fuck was holding you together for 365 days while Griffith is getting his tongue ripped out? <laughs> oh, that's right. Casca. Okay? Like, you know, the, the bad thing that happens to them later, they didn't deserve it, but low-key, they earned it. Okay, because when they started treating Casca like that, I'm like, Casca, 
Bitch, take your perfect anime body and get the fuck out of here. Be an anime Instagram girl. These niggas do not deserve you, okay? This is bullshit. I mean, they don't really deserve anybody. They honestly didn't deserve Guts either. Like, I felt bad when Guts left. Like, damn, son, like, you're just gonna leave the crew like that? But then, like, looking back at it, it was like, you niggas didn't deserve nobody. You didn't deserve Guts. You didn't deserve Casca. The two of them should have just ran away together and, like, just continued to have sex in the wilderness. Okay, but but Peep Game, remember, what was it, uh, outside of the the cart the carriage where griffith was healing well they were trying to nurse him back to health and gus was like he's like so are we leaving or are we gone and Cass was like no i i can't leave griffith have you have you seen him like he's so thin and i'm like you had your out bitch you had your out like why are you sitting here Holding, but she has Stockholm holding your life though. back. I, like yeah. you're not living your best life. You're sitting here living some she- shell of a sham of a life over a nigga who legitimately does not see it for you. He's never seen it for you. He's been looking past you toward the princess because she can help him move up the ladder. She's he's been looking at you past you for guts because that's what he really wants. Like, ma'am, you are simply a means to an end. That is all a means to an end. It was just, it was just, God, it was just so rough. And so then I had a question, like there was that part where uh, Casca was in the, I don't know, they had, they had Griffith in the damn wagon Mm -hmm. healing while he was resting. And then he like got on top of her and I was like, uh, are you trying to, yes, are you trying to fuck her? Yes, he's trying to fuck her. Yes, he's trying to fuck her. What? Like, do you even like, what? After all this time, why? Like, why now? I was very confused about that. I was just like, what are you look like the wretched like you literally look like the walking dead in anime form what huh huh like there was there was just so like also like you saved her from a rapist and i right and then i felt bad because i was just like Casca really got this gets the shit end of the stake in this and in, in all three arcs because ultimately she's like she wants Griffith she adores him he don't want her he don't want her then the time that like I guess he showed that he wanted her she's like uh I'm kind of here for guts like mean guts got it on in the woods bro and now you're trying to rape me looking like the wretched what the fuck it was a lot it was just a, like the entire third arc. I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why? Okay, listen. Why? I knew that the, I saw the jig. From that, from that moment where Griffith tries to like lower his shriveled Mr. Burns ass body onto Casca, I knew things were going to be very terrible. I didn't realize how terrible. Um, but it, it struck me as, it made me sick to think about this person who literally saved Casca's life while like from her rapist. That's where, that is where the two of them meet one another. That is where her infatuation with him starts. And it makes me question the kind of person he is. Cause rape isn't like, we know that sexual assault is like about power. You don't have any tendons, nigga. Do you even have a penis? We don't know. Okay. Actually, so yeah. Okay. So I thought about that too. I was like, okay, so does he even have like a 
a functional situation down there to be doing this. Like, this is not okay, but also, like, your whole body is fucked up. Like, you, okay. But then that, and then, but that goes, nothing, but that goes but back I, to the, the guy, the, the torturer who was like all giddy because one, Griffith was really pretty, and that's the prettiest person he's ever had to work on. And two, we get back to that, that weird comment about them being there as husband and wife. So, if anything, he may have left that bit intact. So that he could partake or. Oh, oh God. Okay, of all the shit that happens, that's what gets you? No, but it's just. But you know what? That's fucking, that's something. Okay, that's really something. Yeah, because like usually, like if we're torturing people, we're going to cut off their dicks because, hey, look at Game of Thrones. Everybody got their dick cut off at some point. Um, and also I, so I, okay, so there's a lot of fucked up shit. I, I, I mean, fucked up shit is an overstatement, but there's a lot of horrible, hard things that happen in this movie and I was eating while I was watching it because I was hungry. I'm sure I told you to get liquor. No, but you know what? I mean, guys, like I I literally just landed from a 10 hour flight. And so I was hungry. I I don't have no food in my apartment. Groceries going to happen tomorrow. So I was like watching eating my, eating my chicken Rico, my pollo really, my Peruvian chicken, like la la la. And the part that really made me kind of barf, like not barf, but like was when Guts had to cut off his arm to try to get to oh my god okay so to get to casca and i was just like that like that's out of all the shit that happened because all the stuff was just like all right i'm just gonna kind of yeah that was really difficult for me to watch and you know i'm i am our resident i like dark anime type stuff but that was like i don't know what about that scene was just like wow this is fucked up and i feel like my food might come back up Okay. Do you know what was fucked? There were levels to everything that was wrong with it. Number one, the thing that caught Guts's arm, that shit was on purpose. Right. Okay. It could have, there are other ways that he could have been restrained. Like the point was to hold him there. To make him watch. Okay. So, okay. So let's, to make before, him, before. and then again, like, are we getting ahead? Okay. So, Sorry. so, so let's, let's go back. So, cause if we're going to get there, then let's just go back a, a, a wee little bit. Let's go back to the jig. Let's go back to that damn oh, torturer yeah. one last time who was like, I cut the tendons in his hands and his feet so he could not get away. But mind you, someone who had the tendons in his hands and his feet cut managed to fling himself onto Casca to attempt to assault her. This same right. person also managed... Ancient niggas really just got all sorts yeah, of strength. He also managed to not only get out of his bed of affliction, but to hop his ass on a horse... On a fucking Grab horse. the reins like, and the ride fuck? away. Now, you go through all the goddamn trouble of looking at that damn sharp piece of wood. And you cut the side of your neck, nigga, which we needed was for you to go straight through the center. And that would have ended all of the bullshit. But no, you find your goddamn egg. And you're like, oh my god, my egg is back. Someone needs to explain to me what the egg was doing there. Because the egg, like, how did the egg find him? What is oh, even the so point the, of the so egg? He, so many so when questions. He got, so when he got caught, so the egg is from when they beat the demon in the first movie. 
That's where he got the egg from. Then in the second movie, when he was in the torture chamber, the dude was like, oh, you're not going to need this shit anymore, and basically tossed it. So it just floated away. And you know, in those times, there's no, like, sewage system, so it just, like, ended out in the open. And then it was kind of, like, divine intervention coincidence that it just ended up where he needed to be and so the egg was basically a catalyst like this it was to call the demon so that he could become the demon king because essentially that was his whole fucking goal the entire time was oh not just i want to be king no motherfuckers i want to become a fucking demon king and i just want to know who, let me tell you, the only demons I fuck with are Nura and the Yokai clan, okay? Those are the only demons I'm really fucking with, and the devil from Devil is a Part-Timer. The rest of you motherfuckers, no, okay? I don't, I don't want it. But no, hey, let's become a demon king, because that sounds like a fucking great idea. I, not even, I can't even become regular king. I, no, no, me personally, I need to become a motherfucking demon king i said oh you know what you just you just verified why light-haired people in anime are unfucking trustworthy because it wasn't enough for you to have this great group of people who love you and look up to you no let's make them all sacrificial lambs so i can become the fucking demon king and guess what i don't fucking feel bad about it you bitch you light-haired bitch mm-mm this actually explains a lot because I definitely forgot what the point of that egg was. So when he, like all of his be, so like imagine me who has seen all the movies but didn't understand the point of the egg. All of his behavior seemed incongruent to me because I was like, these people have sacrificed for you. They fucking love you. And now all of a sudden you get out of prison. You're assaulting this girl that you saved. You're like, all right, niggas, get fucked. You lead them into... <laughs> Like he lead he led them into like it's like he just led them into a trap essentially. Everyone is asking what the fuck is going on and he's just chilling, okay, waiting for the demon festivities to pop off, alright, waiting for the eight o'clock party to get kicking or whatever the fuck. And I'm just looking, none of it makes any sense. Tam's explanation actually is very helpful. It is still fuck him from now until every subsequent lifetime of mine. But at least it makes a little bit more sense. I still don't understand why he wants to be a demon king so bad. Why he's like so pressed. Like, is he really just like that bad of a person that like he is so obsessed with power? Like even in the flashbacks with him as a kid, you just see him trying to run to the castle. Like that's like his whole shit. Like that's where he's trying to get to. And I'm like, so, and at one point he's like, in order to get where I need to go, all of you have to die. And even when he says that, I'm like, Griffith, this is the least funny joke I've ever heard. Okay, let's just pack this shit up and go, nigga. Like, this is not funny. I actually, the joke was on me. I, you, you know what? And as I was watching, I was like, oh no, he's not gonna full like he's not gonna go full demon king. He's not <laughs> gonna thought? really go. Yeah, I was like, oh, he's like, because I was like, this has to have. I was, I was being very kawaii. I was like. There has to be some kind of happy ending or resolution to this. And he's going to realize that. Well, he comes to his senses. Right, like he's going to have the come to Jesus moment and realize he fucked up. And Guts is going to be like, it's okay, bro. Let's just get a new band of bandits and just redo this shit. And no, 
no, that's just, just wow. No, it did, it did. Okay. Yeah, no, it just did. But, but hold like on, that. hold on. Did anybody notice, like, when he was in the river or whatever the hell that body of water was, and Guts is running towards him, you know, basically to be like, dude, you're unwell, you're not healthy, let us come help you. And he's like, no, Guts, stay over there, stay over there. Even in the midst of him trying to sacrifice that whole flaw ass group of people, Casca included. He was trying to keep guts out of the line of fire. That is his forever bay. Yeah, yeah he said if you touch me or something. Yeah, that is his yeah. forever bay, and he wanted to make sure that forever bay didn't get caught up in that because if he but did, but he was also caught. He was also conflicted because at one point he was like, "Yeah, you're not gonna." He was. He sounded like a scorned girlfriend because he was like, "You're not gonna hurt me again." And I was just like, "Bitch, are you for real?" Wait a minute. Don't forget that bit when they were when <laughs> is anything for real? Every all this is nonsense. But remember when when Gus and Casca were outside of the cart, the carriage, and they were going through that whole, she was like, no, I'm going to stay. And he was like, okay, I'll stay with you. Griffith was mad because, not because Gus was staying, but because Gus was staying for Casca. Like, if it wasn't yeah, for Casca, he, 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 he was mad. He wasn't staying because of Griffith. Yeah, he, he, he was a scorned girlfriend. Maybe he was. Or scorned boyfriend, partner. He was a scorned partner, significant other. That sounds like some shit. Like when you're mad at Bay and you don't know what the fuck, you're like, oh, I'm going to do some pen. Oh, I'm going to get back at y'all asses. That's what the fuck that sounded like. And that's what his actions reflected. Like you were just, you were bitter that, oh, he don't want to stay because of me. I got something for that ass. Oh, you did. You you did have something for that ass. I wasn't ready. <laughs> That's, but see, this is like this is not petty. Like petty is like when you change the Netflix password, you know, or something like that. You don't fucking like tentacle rape, you know, this girl that is in love with you in front of the person that you really love. Like I almost threw up. Like at one point, I had to lay down and just close my eyes. Because I could not actually process what I was seeing. Like, what kind, like, just tell Guts you love him and fuck him. Because I can guarantee you that Guts loves Casca enough. He'd be like, look, girl. Like, he'd be like, he would lie and just be like, okay, Griffin, we could be together. Casca, she can get the fuck out of here if that is going to mean her safety or something like that. But when he did that, that unforgivable thing, like, our original question about redemption I wish him nothing but the worst. Yeah, he can't like, come back. There's, there's no literally coming back. nothing but the worst. There's no coming. Like, back. Even Mister Sato would not do this kind. Like to sacrifice your whole team, a bunch of people who would give their lives to your cause, and you're just like, well, I'm going to have you all slaughtered. Um, have a nice life, niggas. Right. See you. Never. See, my thing is like, there's a difference between sacrificing like one or two people i could have probably lived with that but like an entire like essentially an entire army of folks nah that you gone too fucking far and like poor poor was it gaston who's like yo this is a dream and then he saw the naked lady and i was just like this is not gonna end well for you sir I was like, he saw titties and he, he was like, I, yeah, titties. He was like, oh wait, there's women in hell, and I was like, yeah, I'm sure, like the women in hell are awful and probably are gonna kill you, and then that's what happened, and so, 
Okay, speak, <sighs> speaking Jesus. speaking of women in hell, we didn't touch on that badass demon chick with the corset and the wing combo. Where does okay, a diva so was, get the corset I, okay, I and here. the wings? Yeah, I was here for her. <laughs> I was actually here for her. I wasn't here for like scary alien looking demons, but the demon queen lady, I was here for her ensemble. I just had I just had a moment with her. I was like this. I wasn't. Listen. <laughs> Okay, she was giving us looks. Granted, she was crazy as hell. She was. She was giving us a look, though. Yeah. She gave us a look. Yeah, she was. But, yeah, it was just, just, goddamn, that's, and the and the fact that every time, like, Guts got very close to hitting Griffith, and then he just threw him, and then the other demons made him stay and watch, and I was just like, wow, you're a psychopath. You're not even a sociopath. You're actually a psychopath, because, like, you actually never cared for anybody except your own. Well, you care for guts and you're mad at him. That's why you're doing this. But like, he never cared for Casca. He, he wanted to get at Casca cause it was a, it was a power trip. And I think the initial part when he was wrapped up like Mr. Burns and he got on top of her, I felt like that was a, a way for him to feel powerful again because he had been dehumanized for over a year yeah. in this torture chamber. And so it was a way for him to feel like, I'm that I'm that nigga again, and it was just like again, sir. Is it you? We could go about doing this in different ways. You just got to get your eat some oatmeal and grits and get your, get some porridge, get your strength back up. You know what I mean? But and Tosca loved him so much. She, when Guts asked her what happened, she wouldn't even fucking tell him. She didn't say a because word. she knew yeah. that Guts would do the right thing yeah. and snap his little twig ass in half, and the movie would have fucking been over. Yeah. Like, yes. It was horrific on so many levels. Like, I still am, like, stuck on it. Like, how do you take someone who loved you, someone who saw you as her savior, someone who is, like, in love with, you know, who loves you, but who would literally do anything for you, and to mistreat them that way, and then to fucking double down and then decide that you're going to, like, you're going to sacrifice them. I don't understand what happened to her at the end. I feel like she had a mental. Oh breakdown. yeah, she became insane. Like she, she just lost it. So she, okay. she had yeah because of everything that happened. Like her and guts are the only survivors, but she has no recollection of what happened. So no, she, she knows something happened because she can't take being touched by a grown man. No, so I when after I watched it, it's like she has a mental break. So she doesn't. She act it. Per what I read, she doesn't know, like, she doesn't have, she knows something bad happened, but she doesn't have a recollection of, like, who Guts is, their relate. she has lost her memory of, like, him, their time together, like, she just, she gone. Like, Casca gone. Okay, so I she, have two she's, questions. She's gone. I have two more questions then. Number one, um, where did that little girl come from? Because I don't, I don't trust, trust her. her. I don't she, trust she's her. She's a plant. Okay. No, um, you can trust her. No, you no. can trust. No, you can trust her. H- how you she know? She is um because I read it, nigga. Like I read I, after I watched, it, I went and read to okay. see what the fuck. Because I also was confused, so I went and okay. read. Okay. Okay, so maybe so, she's not a plant, after, but she's still hella suspicious. She's not. Sus- she's not suspicious. She is who is taking care of Casca while her and her um her dad is a blacksmith. And like she's the his adopted daughter, and they take care of Casca while uh, Griffith is going to go kill the demons. 
because that's what that's basically what this is setting up for. The you mean Guts is, is Guts is, is gonna go? Leaving. You mean Guts is gonna kill the demons? Sorry, yes, Guts is gonna go kill the demons. So he leaves Casca with them to take care of her while he is gonna go kill Griffith and the demon horde okay so I, now here's my next question so um mr Skullface man that keeps showing up on the horse um we still don't know who he is he's a mystery okay but here's it's my like problem his, his, his name his, his name was like the mysterious skull knight when i was reading it i was like oh so we don't know who he is but okay. here's my problem right. you see guts like fighting against these otherworldly things you can clearly tell that whatever weapon he has is not going to be sufficient to slay these things and you're like ooh. The brand of the sacrifice. They're going to keep coming for you. And that's all you have is some in your head narration for us. You don't have a word yeah, for that well, brother. You yeah. only have, you're missing an arm, friend. Where? What about, are we going to full metal alchemist? Like what's going to happen to your arm? You should, I was like, you should have asked the nigga with the skull who keeps showing up with half, half information. Can, can he heal you? Okay. Is he a healer? Is okay, he a wizard? Okay, so I've, I thought about that too. I was like, so is my man going to get a metal arm? He does. Is he going to get does. some kind of appendage? Because this one stump thing isn't going to work for me. So he does. Not that there's anything wrong with having one arm, but... No, so did anybody in- stay for the post credit scene? Like, did you like let the credits play and then turn it off so i did but i didn't I like did. i no i did but i like it just kept going and then i didn't see anything okay. so i turned it all right off. so in the post credit scene what you have is um guts pretty much getting um a metal prosthetic arm not uh, not okay. auto male but he ends up with a metal arm because in the in the anime he has um he he gets an eye and he gets an arm so that's what you see oh. at the that's what you see at the end of well that's what you should have seen in the post credits for um this film. Yeah, I forgot about the eye. Oh, I forgot about the eye. I blocked so much stuff out. <laughs> blocked so much. They really did they like like I was team guts before, but really really they did my man's real bad. Like like real 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 bad. Um <clears throat> and even the people that they killed that I didn't like like the weird one who died with his face and some titties. I hated him, okay? He was a bitch nigga. But even he didn't really deserve what he got. Like, what was the cute one? The cute young one? Yeah. With the oh, face. yeah, Juno, Juno. I liked him. And I was just like, it was even then that I was like, okay, they're going to escape. Okay, this is this is bleak. You know, most of the hope is lost. Not all hope is lost joke was on me again because they went ahead and they they like turned juno into a demon kebab they stabbed that nigga a million times and that was that and it's like well uh have a nice life fuck you guys It, it was all of your the worst feelings about anime in one movie like this was definitely worse than attack on titan like you heard it here first like this was much more emotionally draining and much more stressful to me than two whole seasons of attack on titan like without question. Yeah, I don't think I've I've watched a lot of fucked up shit. I don't think I've been nauseated by anime yet. And this, yeah, this, <laughs> this was a lot. Yeah, this, this was a lot. This was this this was the one that got me. But then also was like, well, yeah, I'm totally gonna watch the anime now because I'm a masochist. So yeah, it's like I need to know like how these things like how everything like resolves itself. 
because I did some yeah, reading. That's, I think I, I so I know that I like Charlotte. I'm gonna watch it. Was I know that like Charlotte bosses up, so like I want to see that happen. Oh yeah, but that, but even you though like what? she she does, she does some Charlotte dumb shit while like she bosses mean. up because she's still hooked on Griffin to, Griffith too. But at least okay, but at least her encounter was more. Was consensual, even though he was. It was consensual. Yeah, it was, it was consensual. consensual even so he was like, he was like hate fucking guts while he oh, was yeah. doing it. But at least Charlotte signed on fully and enthusiastically throughout. So I will give Charlotte that. So Charlotte being hung up on Griffith is is understandable because she may not know what he did when he wasn't around. I'm going to hope that she doesn't know what he did and then she still is riding for him. But I've seen stupid shit happen. Nonetheless. I'm glad that she bosses up. She does boss up. You know, like that meme where it's like, you know, me after one sex. That's Charlotte. She turns into a bad bitch. Um, I'm glad for her, but also like, yuck. How gross that your first encounter into sexual womanhood is like with... A like psychopath who wants to be a demon king. Jesus. Like, literally, it's the worst person in your entire kingdom. Humans and non-humans alike. Like, like girl, really? Like, so, so people have had, have fucked some really, like, terrible people. But really, a, a future demon king? You win, sis. He's the worst. Listen, I've slept with Jamaicans, so is it really that far off? Go away. <laughs> okay. We're done. we're done. That was a self-drive. Now we're, we're done. That was thank a self-drive. Thank you for listening to us talk about <laughs> Berserk Arc 3. If you haven't seen it. I don't want to hear shit about me again. Right. She's drug herself in that If you haven't okay. watched it, her. Godspeed. Have some wine or some very hard liquor. Um, and if you are going to watch the anime, let your girl know so we can yell about it together. Alrighty, so that is that because we're done. <laughs> yeah, I had to cut that off. I had, I had to cut that off. Mm-mm. Alrighty. So now, ladies and gentlemen, we will kind of float on into Notice Me Senpai, where we answer the questions that you, our lovely listeners, have sent in. So we will start with a question from Phoenix Inspires on Twitter. And um, it says, Hey, Outlaw Pop. Outlaw Bars Girls. It's been a while since I asked a question, but I thought of a funny one recently. If you had a chance, what anime world would you insert yourself into as a new character? When I was younger, I wanted to be a part of Naruto before it got all serious and crazy. Or Pokemon. As an adult, I love to be a part of... That's so cute. <laughs> that is really cute. As an adult, I'd love to be a part of Steven Universe. Not anime, but anime adjacent. Love the show <gasps> and recommend and the recommendations oh from Shopei. Alrighty, Phoenix. First of all, thank you. Secondly, oh my god, Steven Universe. Phoenix? Like, we're 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 kin now because like wow. Oh my goodness. Alrighty, alrighty, alright. You can't see me, but like I'm making a Steven Universe face, like where he gets stars in his eyes. That's how I feel right now. Just the thought of being able to go to Beach City, like I can't deal. So, so was that where you're inserting yourself, young lady? Um, no, I'm gonna go to the Earth Kingdom. I want to be an uh, Earthbender, but Steven Universe is cute as shit, and I would love to be in it. But no, if we're doing anime adjacent shit, obviously I'm going to be in the Earth Kingdom because it's relatively safe. But I still get to have bending powers. 
Um, I think I would insert myself into, uh, let's see, because I'm ridiculous. Um, so true. What's my, yeah, I'm ridiculous. So on a lighthearted note, I would put myself into the, um, devil is a part-timer world because it's still fun Aww. yeah like it's still fun there's a little bit of danger but like not too much we work at mcdonald's and live in like cute little flats in japan and like you get to like have goofy adventures so i totally do that um if i wasn't i kind of <sighs> what's my show with the boy that's a was that's the son of satan is that blue blue um, exorcist Blue Exorcist? Yes, I will put myself into Blue Exorcist. Okay. Because they have a school because they have a school and stuff and they would teach you how to like kill demons and stuff. So I would totally do that. Of course you would. Okay. Okay. So um I think um I I'm gonna dive into Miss Kobayashi's dragon maid. Like I wanna be a dragon, but I wanna be a cute dragon. Um not like that super busty one that Lakola is, um, but not the maid. There's one that's kind of like an office lady, but she's still a cute dragon too. Like, but not tiny like Kana, because Kana's my favorite, but she's like a little girl. So, but I want to be a dragon and Miss Kobayashi's dragon maid. That way, I can babysit Kana, and everything will be great because it's cute. I feel like this is very. This is a very nice palette <laughs> after what we just talked about. Thank you so much. <laughs> Alrighty, so um, our next question comes from Cult Chocolate on Twitter, and um, hey, hey, ladies, I want to I want to say first thank you to Chopay for recommending. Was it Magus Bride or Magus Bride? Uh, the ancient yep, Magus okay. Bride. The ancient yes. Um, she was right. It is beautiful. I now added fairies to the list of. <laughs> now, I now added fairies to the list of things anime anim- list of things anime I don't trust. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, I wanted to ask another um, one got to go, one got to say question since the last one went so well. Yeah, you, 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 we remember this bullshit. I remember this bullshit. This time I wanted the options. This time the options are hair colors and tropes since most anime characters with a certain hair color let you automatically know what their personality is going to be and tropes because fuck tropes. So here's one got to go. Blue hair, green hair, blonde hair, or pink hair. Why is white hair not there? That's annoying. I was gonna. Well, blonde and white. We're just gonna put those together. It has I don't. Because no, no, I can't. Because then, then you lose I Edward Elric. Get, I, you lose. Yeah. You lose Shomaru. Blonde haired characters. You have some good blonde hair characters. I might go with pink. Yeah, I'm gonna go with pink because I was. Oh, I love pink hair. Because I think Chibiusa and in her early iterations, she's she's annoying. What was it? You you picked blonde. That you that was your choice. This is our choice. Because no, I thought we were using blonde and white like interchangeably. Was blue one of the answers? Whatever is if blue is an answer, I don't. Okay, blue is an answer. Yeah, because I I differentiate blonde and white because once again I think blonde I think yellow blonde, and like I said you have Edward Elric and he is blonde as heck and I want to keep him, so we can't get away we can't do away with that. See, even Lily agrees with me. 
Yeah, she's being very obnoxious right now. Sorry. <laughs> Alrighty. So this one is one gotta stay. So everything else goes. One of these stays. The childhood best friend who falls in love with the main character trope. The Ugh. infinite unbelievable power up trope. The, the child soldier trope. The clumsy character who trips into a kiss or falls into a sexual position trope. Only one of these gets to stay. Definitely child soldiers. It's the only one that makes sense in the whole list. I'm going to keep the child soldiers. Yeah. I'm going to keep the child soldiers because while I am anti-child soldiers, child soldier anime has given us some quality shit. Attack so on I'm Titan. Sailor Hello. Moon. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Seraph of the end. The shit I'm about to... The thing I'm going to recommend in like 12 minutes, yeah, child soldier shit. We we're we're about that in a fictitious yes. landscape, not in real not life, in real not life. ever, no, life, never, obviously. never in real life. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, cut chocolate, cult chocolate. Sorry, I can't talk tonight. So our final question this episode comes from Chisholm, your friend Chopay. I hope all is well. Okay. <laughs> Although I don't have as wide a breadth of anime knowledge as you three, I do consider myself a lifelong fan. As such, anime has naturally become a piece of the fabric of a few of my relationships. My best friend introduced me to Naruto and regrets it to this day. Another friend of mine earned the, earned the nickname One Punch Man due to his freakishly similar personality to Saitama. I watch Attack on Titan with both of them, and it's just one of the things that has kept us close as friends. Do you have any shows or particular episodes that remind you of someone who is or was special to you? This could be a friend, partner, sibling, etc. I know you may have answered a similar question on a previous show, so my apologies if you did. One love, Chisholm. One love. I like how you ended that, Chisholm. One love. <laughs> <laughs> one love. Um... I'm trying to think. I feel like Seraph of the End reminds me of my boyfriend only because he recommended it to me. But generally, no, because uh, I just, if I make recommendations to anyone, it's usually Chopin and then she ends up yelling at me for telling her to watch True. stuff. So, Factual. yeah, no one really... I don't want to say no one enjoys what I tell them to watch, but I usually get yelled at for my anime recommendations because I watch really stressful shows. So she does. I like my shit to be spicy. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's, that's probably it. Cause my boyfriend and I, we still talk. Actually when I was out visiting him, we were talking about fucking Sarah from the end. So yeah. Oh, how sweet. Yeah, we're we're lame. <laughs> uh, so I'll hop in. Like, none of my like besides like Tam or like Diva or even like you, Chisholm. I don't really have that many friends who watch anime. Like, I don't have that many super close friends that watch anime. So friends who do watch anime who are listening, it's not what it sounds like. <laughs> okay, I just mean that like my best friend, he hates anime. Like he. He hates cartoons. It is the most hilarious part of our relationship because he likes to troll me and I'll troll him like when we're in the same city. I'll be like, I want to watch this thing. And because he cares about me, he'll watch it. But he literally doesn't give a shit. Okay. He is super African in that way where he's like, these are cartoons. I don't want to see any fucking cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, like, it's, he likes, like, historical fiction, like, shit that I would rather, like, you know, pour hot oil into my eyes than watch. That's the kind of thing that he wants to watch. So, like, Tam, yes, I can share with her or with Diva or, you know, like, my friend Dap. Like, I have a handful of people who enjoy things, but my, like, the anime that I like is, like, very magical. There aren't that many that are super good depictions of like my close relationships the closest one maybe is like claymore where you have the main character her name is uh escaping me now claire right claire is protective and like loving of this this person which i guess could model a lot of other relationships but like anime is too dark and i'm thankful that no relationship in my life is really found too closely in anything that I watch on a regular basis. Well, okay, so um, I have a pretty good friend who um, who watches nearly as much anime as I do. Granted, this is the same fool that suggested I watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and I don't think I will ever forgive him for that. Um, but for the most part, his, his recs are pretty solid, and... Um, he takes mine seriously too, with the exception of Black Butler, because he saw the butter knives and was like, forget you. Um, so I'd say like anime as a whole, like reflects our relationship because like there's there's all types of drama and intrigue and like back and forths and like something new happens and it's like ding ding ding, my phone's going off, or like vice versa. So like a lot of like our interactions, like when we first started hanging out had a lot to do with anime and now that like we've been chilling for like a while like we've gotten to be like legit friends like it still comes down to that i'm still mad that this fool has not watched juni tyson i have some words for you i would oh my god i need to catch up on that yeah oh oh yes we yes we do we shall have words later but nonetheless sir if i was a petty heifer i'd call you out by your full government name which I know, but I'm not going to do that. Just watch Junie Tyson and we'll be cool again. But yeah, that's the answer to your question, Chisholm. Thank you so much for asking it. Oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, the cat. I apologize. Sorry, Tatiana, while you're editing this, my bad. <laughs> Alrighty, so that is all that we have um, this episode for Notice Me Senpai. If you have any questions for us, as always, you can um, DM them to us and our Twitter handle is OutlawBarsPod or you can email them to us and the email address is OutlawBars at FanBros.com. And now, ladies and gents, it is time for Anime News! <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so um, let's start with the giant ass elephant in the room. If you were online on Sunday, um, which would have been like whatever date that Sunday was. Sunday was the 5th. Yep, Sunday was the 5th. So if you were online Sunday, um, November 5th, then you would have seen um, a bit of a kerfluffle going on with regard to Crunchyroll's website. It seems that um, it had been hacked and that um, it was um, exposing people to malware. 
So what happened was intruders managed to hijack and control the company's Cloudflare configuration, which normally redirects traffic to Crunchyroll. And what they did was they steered it to a rogue server that was hosting the malware. Um, Thankfully, um, it was an isolated attack. It was resolved relatively quickly. Um, It targeted Cloudflare, pardon me, but not the actual website. So if you have a Crunchyroll account, um, it's safe and sound. And if you happen to be one of those people who downloaded the file that popped up when you went to um, Crunchyroll on Sunday morning, you're not necessarily in trouble. If you didn't run the program, you're fine. Um, If you did, you can manually remove the rogue files and registry entries. Um, And uh, as of a few days ago, I hadn't read that they found out who did it. But when they find out, I'm sure that they will let us know. Um, It didn't affect the app. Like I said, by the time I found out about it, it was on its way to being resolved. So, but thank you everyone who tagged us um, in it to let us know. Because you know we do love ourselves some Crunchyroll over here at Outlaw Bars. True. It was so weird when I saw the tweets, but I also only watch Crunchyroll um, on my like fire stick. Like I rarely watch it like on my computer. Yeah, so I use I, I use my app on my PlayStation, so like I don't ever yeah, like go to the website. I, I, I would have been I would have been caught up because I, I cast it. Ah. So I have to go to the site. But yeah, but I wasn't even here. So but thank you for thinking of me and knowing that you were trying to protect my computer because God knows that's the only that's the last shit I fucking needed. Oh Jesus Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, um, so here is a bit of new anime news. Um, Shinichiro Watanabe, who is the director of Cowboy Bebop, um, is reportedly developing a new music-inspired anime project. Well, um, he was at Madman Anime Festival in Melbourne um, last a couple weeks ago and um, kind of just threw it out there to the crowd. So we don't have any additional details other than that. But if you've ever seen Cowboy Bebop, it's an amazing, amazing series. The music is phenomenal. Thank you, Yoko Kano. So if he's giving us more more gems, then I am here for them. I'm here to receive them. Thank you and good night. Um, and our last bit of anime news is everyone knows that I love a little puppet show called Thunderbolt Fantasy. Oh, God. You L- sure do. Listen, listen, mm-hmm. listen. You guys go on and on about Seraph of the End. For me, it's Thunderbolt Fantasy. It just is. Okay. So um, Thunderbolt Fantasy is, um, they are coming back with the second season, I believe in 2018. But in the meantime, they are um, putting together um, a side movie. And what's nifty is that they're adding in an additional character who will be voiced by Takonori Nishikawa, who is known as TM Revolution, AJ Rockstar. And he sings the, the theme for Thunderbolt Fantasy anyway. Um, I think I posted um, the trailer for the movie. It looks amazing, as does anything associated with Thunderbolt Fantasy. So I'm looking forward to it. No one else has to be looking forward to it. That's okay. I'll watch for the both of us. How about that? We support you. <laughs> absolutely. You know? We support your love. We well, absolutely do. They're so pretty, though. Have you have you looked at them? They're so pretty. I don't know. Thank you. You know what? That's really it's really damn hurtful. It's hurt, you know. I just, I just said no. Thank that, you. That sounds hurtful. It sounds hurtful, and that's okay because that's all. 
I guess that's all we have in the way of anime news for today. Womp, 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 womp. Alrighty, and since you guys don't care about my puppets, I guess we can mosey on over to the Kapo's Corner, where our recommendation Kapo Shopei will tell us what we should be watching, even though you should be watching Thunderbolt Fantasy. I mean, guys, let at least one other person watch it so Diva doesn't feel like she's out here alone. Um... Because you know I'm not going to watch it. But maybe one of you guys will enjoy her show that she really loves about puppets or whatever is happening in that show. Um, But hey guys, it's me, your capo. So the show I'm going to recommend to you, it's called Daybreak Illusion. And when I first started watching it, I was like, truly, what the fuck is this shit? But I feel like that happens to me all the time. What do you need to know about it? murderous magical girls okay that is the takeaway now they are not murdering one another but they will have to kill okay it starts off very kawaii it is very very cute you have this young girl and the premise is she wants to learn how to read tarot cards And apparently her mother was a very established tarot reader, but her mom died like maybe three years ago. So you start off watching her go to this home where uh, these people who used to work with her mother uh, are helping her become better at reading tarot. It is so adorable. Um, They like actually use real tarot cards. So she's like doing spreads for people and things like that. One of her mom's old friends, I think is a trans woman. She gives me the same vibes as the character uh, whose name is escaping me from Tokyo Godfathers. And I was like, yes, anime inclusion. I fucks with it very heavily. So very cute. The girl lives at home with her aunt, her aunt's husband, so her uncle, and her cousin. Okay, those are the people in her house. And you realize that something is off with the cousin, but you don't know what it is. <clears throat> turns out that there are she's part of a group of girls who these magical girls who are all gifted with a a card like a tarot card it's part of a special magical tarot deck so this girl is the sun card every single magical girl so the deck has 22 cards there's 22 of them who all have this magical girl power What you find out is the antagonists, you have people who are essentially being um, infected with demons. So if we have the sun card or the fool card um, or something like that, what these demons essentially do is you find people who have some sort of anger, some sort of resentment, and they plant this corrupted card in them like a seed. And the thing takes over their bodies of course they have to be defeated and when the person dies like the they call them daemonia but basically demons when they are subdued or extinguished all memory of that person is also deleted so in the very first episode her cousin um turns into one of these demons and before the girl realizes that she has all these powers she thinks it's a dream so she feels someone attacking her she fights this person in her dream. And when she wakes up, her cousin's dead body is in her oh, bed. Oh, damn. <laughs> Woof. Right. <laughs> it goes from, like, bubblegum, pink, like, adorable to 
very dark very fast and when a person dies all memory of them is erased so she goes to ask her aunt about you know her cousin and her aunt is like is that a friend from school so it's like really it's like really sad and it kind of starts off a little heavy in that way but the people who end up being um infected as things go on what you realize is like and we always say that anime has lessons we're all human sometimes we get sad sometimes we get upset sometimes life is not always what we expect but anime rule number one if you're at a dark point in your life and somebody shows up out of nowhere maybe in your locked bedroom for example offers to grant a wish for you do not take them up on the offer it's a trap my kid, 100% of the time okay that is that is some free outlaw bars advice from me to you all right it's always a goddamn trap one of the so this girl she ends up going to this magical girl school where she meets you know other girls who she's going to be fighting with you have a you one of the the girls that gets um infected she's an artist and she's not that good and she kind of hates on one of the other girls in her class because the other girl is well known her dad is like very rich so he like um underwrites a lot of the shows and stuff like that so the the girl who ends up being infected has a lot of hatred towards this rich girl this rich girl comes up to her and looks at this landscape that she's painting and like i shit you not she's like wow so like what does it feel to like be so mediocre and (laughs) y'all when i tell you that like my chest hurt (laughs) when she said that to her now of course that was fucking rude but the answer is not when someone gives you a cursed magical card for you to take it and then to fucking kill her because that's what she does she kills this girl (laughs) she kills her she kills her dead and then you find out that before she kills the girl this girl is like having some sort of sexual relationship with their art teacher so this sport spurn girl kills the kills her enemy and i'm putting enemy in air quotes because that rich girl didn't even know that she really fucking existed ain't that a lesson the people who hate you they don't even like they don't even know that you exist um but then she also kills the teacher and it's like this lesson that it's okay to be human it is okay to be upset but when you let those parts of your humanity overtake you when you give in to like those dark parts of you you literally become consumed by it so all of the episodes you have like a different person who ends up being you know consumed and it gets really interesting i'm on episode seven and we just encountered another plot twist uh that i won't give away because you know whatever you guys will watch it but it's very good like and it's interesting because the fight scenes are good but you're watching this because the animation is like very bright it's not like madoka magica Madoka Magica's animation was very dark to kind of go with the theme. This is almost discordant. You get this like really cutesy shit, but like you're about to watch somebody try to hang himself in his office. <laughs> it's, it is very, it, it's like real world shit. And I'm glad that I found it. So Daybreak Illusion, it's only on Crunchyroll, I think. Uh, I don't think it's anywhere else but give it a try so like i said it's magical girl murderous shit but it's not like a magical girl raising project where they end up turning on each other or maybe it is i don't know i'm only you know 65 percent of the way through so anything could happen i have one even though i just started today but you all know i enjoy the fate 
series um and fate apocrypha is on netflix right now i can't wait to watch that show. and i just started it i watched one and a half episodes and yeah it's about to be fire and i really it's like how can you not get tired of watching these people fight for the fucking holy grail but it's gonna be awesome this time because they're fucking teams it's not every man for himself it's like teams and houses and they're new uh servants this time that we haven't seen before unless you play fake uh, grand order okay girl all right well hi i don't i don't play games I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I. Well, it's gonna be fucking awesome, and so you should watch it because it's on Netflix right now. And as always, it starts with a banger, and the action is fire. And I'm sure there's gonna be some plot twists. Um, I'm just hoping that we're not gonna get a creepy love story again because that really fucked me up. I didn't enjoy that part of the last one. But um, yes, Fate Apocrypha is on Netflix right now. Yeah, I can't wait to get into that. Alrighty. Um, so I think that we have reached the end of this episode of Outlaw Bars. Um, just want to remind everyone that if you are going to be in the New York area the weekend of November 17th, the 18th and the 19th, um, Anime NYC is going down at the Jacob Javis Convention Center and your girls will be in the building. Um true so as i mentioned before you know hit us up on the timeline let us know let us know where you are what you're seeing what you're doing um and it's going to be a dope ass time um as you have all figured out we have finished with our most recent outlaw views um session and we are looking for new suggestions um nothing quite as dark as berserk but not as cute as Little Witch Academia. Like we went way too far in both in both directions. We went way too far, way too far. Yeah, we need a good middle ground. Middle ground. I, and, I'm, and I'm admitting, I'm admitting that. Yeah, this shit was too, too much. much. That was no, no. Let's don't don't go full dark. Yeah. You can't never go never go full, full dark. On, never full kawaii. Like in the privacy of your own home, but as a collective, as a family, we need a we need a middle, middle ground. ground. Middle ground. So. um we do have some good um, suggestions um, in the queue. If you have any more, please be sure to hit us up. Um, as always, on the timeline at Outlaw Bars Pod, or you can email your suggestion to us. And the email address is outlawbars at fanbros.com. Um, just to give you guys a bit of a heads up, we are going to take a break for Thanksgiving. So um, after Anime NYC, the next time you will hear from us will be the top of December, but we will still be on the timeline, cutting the fool, laughing and joking, giving you great anime recs and questioning your life choices if you hit us with Dragon Ball Z one more goddamn time. Uh, Stop it. <laughs> leave that in 2017. Don't bring that shit into 2018. I beg you. Yeah, And leave one piece there with you. Leave that one there too. Stop trying to convince me to watch One Piece because um, it's like 820 episodes. I'm not picking that up. Like, not at all. All righty. So um, if you want to chat with me about something else, about Junie Tyson, about Thunderbolt Fantasy, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. <gasps> oh, shit. I forgot. I have a wreck. It's called Love Like a Cocktail. It's a short form series. Each episode is only about three minutes long. 
It's on Crunchyroll. It's an office lady who has an affinity for alcohol, is what I'll call it. So she only drinks at home. Her husband is like her personal mixologist. And in each episode, he makes her a different drink and they throw up the recipe towards the end of the episode. And it's, oh, that's cute. it's cute. It's like she comes in, and she, but she's like the, one of those like lovey-dovey drunks. So she's like, mm-hmm. oh, don't you remember the first time we went on a date and we were drinking this? And he's like, yes, sweetie. Yes, sweetie. Drink your drink. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cute. Like, it's it's really cute. So, um, yeah, love like a cocktail. But if you want to talk to me about that, too, because I think it's cute, too, you can find me on Twitter at Deadly Diva. And ladies, let the lovely people know where they can find you. Hey friends, this is Chopay. You can find me on Twitter at Simply Chopay. Hey, it's Tam. You can find me at Bruja Bantan. Let's talk. Let's chat. Send me Rex. I always appreciate it. Alrighty, so that is the end of our episode. Thank you. Bye-bye. Ciao. Bye.